0: Hi, welcome to the Grief Awakening Podcast. My name is Elise Duzo, and I'm a grief coach and Reiki practitioner here in Nashville, Tennessee. I help guide others who are grieving to reignite their relationships with their loved ones on the other side, helping them ease the ache of grief. This is a podcast where we can have open conversations about grief and loss, mediumship, signs, and I'll even tell you my story as a young widow. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit that follow button, and if you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to give me a follow on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise. Enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grief Awakening. We are at episode 41. Oh my goodness, I was looking at that when I was um, getting ready to sit down and record this episode, and I cannot believe that we are getting close to the one-year mark of grief awakening. I started this podcast last October, I think the first week of October, I'll have to go back and check so we can like really celebrate on the day, but I just want to say thank you so much for those of you who are still here, still listening, those who have come in halfway those of you who are just listening for the first time today thank you so much for tuning in and i hope that you've been enjoying the content and we'll continue to keep doing this podcast for as long as it feels good having more and more conversations with people who are moving through grief but also experiencing a spiritual awakening after loss and um yeah it's so much fun this is so much fun being in this space i thought um this week we would chat about something that was coming up during my grief coaching container this past week uh, with my one-on-one clients and something i don't talk about all that often i've maybe mentioned it here or there on this podcast but that is using the modality of reiki for helping you move through grief and i want to dive into on what Reiki is, because I don't even know if I've, I need, I really, I guess I need to go back and like really see what we've done here on this show. But like, I don't think I've fully dove in and like gave you guys a full understanding of what Reiki healing is, where it comes from, um, how it can help you as you're moving through your grief journey and help you feel more open and relaxed and all the beautiful things that it is a benefit to you. So I thought we could chat about that today. I also have a really interesting story to tell you about the first time I tried Reiki. Um, and I want you to know that also like Reiki isn't the only thing available. There's so many different somatic and energy healing practices that you can try. Uh, if you go back to episode with Dr. Lenore Matthew, she talks about quite a few different um, modalities that she works with or recommends to people as they're moving through grief, or just in general for energy healing. Um, so I'll refer back to the episode; I can link it in the show notes for you. Um, but yeah, here we go. So I—I I guess I should first start off by telling you guys when I figured out what Reiki is and how it kind of came across my path. There's this common thing that people say is like, Reiki calls you. Like, it, it's almost like um, you'll know, like you'll know when Reiki is calling your name. You'll hear it coming up in random conversations. You'll hear it on an Instagram ad or someone talking about it in a video. You'll see it on a TV show. Like, Reiki has this way, <laughs> I think it's just like the energy of Reiki has this way of like dropping into our lives at random points repeatedly until we like finally get the nudge or hear like, hmm, I want to know more about this. What exactly is this? So I thought I would just start by giving you guys a rundown on what exactly Reiki healing is. And then I'll go into the story of how I learned about Reiki, my first Reiki session ever, which was a wild experience, let me tell you guys. And then um, how I use it now to help people move through grief. Um, So Reiki healing, there are a couple different types, but the one that I am trained in specifically is called Isui Reiki healing, and it is a Japanese hands-on healing technique. That means practitioners physically typically put their hands on their client as a way of transferring energy. They are a channel for energy. And the Reiki energy itself is comes from life force energy, which is the energy that flows through all of us, all living beings on this earth. If your heart is beating, the Reiki life force energy is flowing through you. So it uses that energy in a way, I want to say even like is using it and like manipulating it to help clear things in your body that have become blocked. So If you listen to the Connection podcast, also my other podcast with my co host Megan Gill, we did a whole episode on chakras. So if you are interested in that and learning more about the energy centers in your body, you can go and listen to that episode. We do a deep dive on each and every single one of them. And essentially, what happens is we're human, right? And as we are moving through life, you know, we start, we come into this world as sweet little babies who have. We're like pure, right? Or like our energy is super pure. And then as we start getting older, we grow, we move through life. We have parents and teachers, friends who teach us lessons. Um, And of course, with all of that, with all the growing comes trauma. And this can be something so small. It can be something really, really big, little T or big T trauma. But truly, it's just life happening to us can sometimes create blot energy centers in our body. So blocking your chakras or even like getting energy stuck in a certain area in your body. Like I've sat with some people recently who have some energy stuck in their right hip and it's like associated with their sacral, which is one of your chakras, but it can show up in a lot of different ways. And the thing about it is, and why particularly we want to use something like Reiki to help clear this energy so you can get your energy flowing more freely again, because if you leave these things blocked, what happens over time is our body will manifest this blocked area into potentially uh, a physical pain, an illness, um, sickness, you not being able to use your voice, say if your throat chakra is blocked, you might feel like you have a frog in your throat, you might have neck pain, that's very common, especially with women. it can show up in so many different ways. And so it's important to, if you're able to, and you have the resources to seek guidance and help on clearing these blocks. And truly what it is, is like moving through healing, healing these things, letting yourself feel them, heal them, clear the, clear the stuck energy so you can um, allow your life force energy to be moving more freely. Throughout your body, Um, so that's kind of the gist. There's so many amazing things about Reiki, but it a couple of the things that you can get benefits from Reiki is, as I said, clearing blocked chakras. It also relieves stress. Um, It helps release some pent up emotions. A lot of people will cry during Reiki sessions sometimes, and it's just like involuntary because your body is like physically releasing an emotion that was stuck. Um, It can reduce your physical pain, amplifies your energy. So if you've been feeling really lethargic and down, um, Reiki is a great tool to help clear all that icky, stucky energy. So my first, I guess, awareness that I ever had of Reiki was in 2021. And what was happening is I was going through this long stretch of experiencing anxiety and I've talked about this a little bit in episode two of this podcast where I tell my grief story and um, it was honestly, it was debilitating. It was horrible. I was very irritable. I was rude to people all because I was so anxious. Like my body was in fight or flight mode all the time and I couldn't settle. And during this time, I wasn't feeling connected to my partner, Jared, or my other loved ones also because this anxiety was like a fog. It was like a blanket over me that I couldn't get past to like truly feel here and see him in the way that I had been in months prior. And um, I have a close friend who was someone I knew from work, but, um, you know, she had left the company I was at at the time and we stayed close friends. Shout out to Megan, if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of Megans in my life. It's a thing. Um, and she told me about someone that she had been seeing because she was moving through some health issues and she tried Reiki to as one of the ways to possibly get some relief because she was having a really hard time finding the right thing that was working for her and Reiki was helping her a little bit. So she told me about it, recommended someone to me, and I, I remember booking a session the very next day. I think she told me about it. I was like, yes, this sounds like something I'm interested in. I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I really didn't. But I very next day, I made this decision so quickly. I needed I needed some kind of relief. Right. So I booked the appointment. I think I I think I had an appointment within like a couple of days from even a week. So it was fairly like this all happened really quickly. And so I remember going to see this practitioner. Her name is Allison, and she works out of Nolensville believe of Nolensville, Tennessee, which is just south of Nashville. Um, And she had an office out of her home, which that is pretty common for practitioners sometimes. But um, just like if you were to go see a massage, like a personal massage therapist, you might go to their home. And um, when I got in there, we just sat down and started talking. And I really didn't, like I said, I had no expectations. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And Allison sat me down and we just had some really nice conversation, you know, getting to know each other. She asked me, you know, why I felt called to go there that day and what what was kind of happening for me that I needed some help with. And so that's when I opened up to her and told her about my anxiety. And it was interesting because when I told her this, one of the first questions she asked me, she said, well, you know, anxiety can come from a lot of different things. Um, have you recently experienced experienced a loss and the connection for me like i never would have made that connection but i told her well yeah actually you know i lost my partner just over a year ago and right then it looked like it you know there was something that clicked in her mind and she was like okay this is where we need to focus and um i had no idea that this specific practitioner was also a medium and was very open to a lot of other different energy modalities because, for reference, at this point, I had only the only person I had met with was my friend Kim Salter, owner of Design Thought Studio. I had worked with her for one, I think, medium session and one intuitive reading or something. I had I was like a little bait, like little spiritual baby. Like I had I had no clue about all of the different modalities and things that are part of um, energy work in general. And so I didn't exactly know what was going to be happening when I went to this space to meet with her. And so we talked and she immediately started asking me questions about my partner, Jared, and bringing his energy through. And, you know, she told me some things that I don't know I necessarily – uh, agreed with at the time, you know, telling me things like, you know, he hadn't fully crossed over yet, or he was kind of stuck. And, you know, I don't know if I subscribed to everything. And I, you know, you have to use your own discernment when you take part in these kind of things, just like with anything else. Right. And you don't have to believe everything that someone tells you. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, I sat there and I listened to her and she asked me questions and me. it was honestly just very like lethargic to even be able to sit there and talk to someone out loud about my grief because that was something I was missing. While I had family close to me who was also going through the same loss, we didn't really talk about it all that much. We didn't say his name all that much. And this was the first time I was talking to someone outside of my family or close loved ones about him and even just that like felt like really really uh lethargic and like i was clearing something right and so she um after we talked for a while she had tuned into jared we were i was crying like you know like it was very very emotional and she says like okay now go ahead and get on the table so she has a massage table there and i get on the table and she just starts i guess she she tells me she's going to start at my head and i'm like okay like I don't know what we're doing but you know like I hadn't really gotten the of an explanation of what I was gonna experience and that was okay because I was so open-minded I was like I'm just here for the ride and I want to feel better so whatever is that gonna happen here like I'm in for it and um she laid me down and I took my shoes off she said I'm gonna start at your head and I was like okay <laughs> And so she takes a seat behind me at the head of the table where I was laying and um she starts w- doing her work and as she's working and giving me reiki healing she is talking to me throughout the whole thing. And again she's asking me questions and throughout this whole experience Jared was um she told me that Jared was there helping her. Like he was actually the one doing the healing through her hands. And once again I'm like Ooh, I don't know. Like, this is very, (laughs) this is very woo-woo for me. I was, like I said, I was a spiritual baby. I had no idea that this stuff is possible or what I was getting myself into, but I stayed as open-minded as I could. I sat there, I laid there, I tried to relax. She continued to talk to me throughout the whole session, um, and, which I'll give you my opinion on that later on in the episode, but she, she told me some different things. She asked me a lot of different questions. She said that Jared was showing her some of my, our past lives together. So (laughs) I know like, like mind, mind blowing information, right. That I'm not even sure. I'm like, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to listen and see if anything resonates for me. And, um, at this point, I'm not even sure if I was aware of past lives or like had heard that talked about all that much, but she, um, you know she told me that Jared was telling her that we had our last past life together was the two of us um growing up as two teenage boys in an inner city in Chicago, and you know we played basketball together, we were best friends, and I won't get into all the details, but in he's telling her that in that lifetime, I Elise in that <laughs> in that version of myself. Um, passed away very early on in my life when I was like a young adult and I was killed. And um, so Jared is giving her this information. And as she's telling me details, I, it kind of like something clicked. And I told her, I was like, I just had a dream about this recently. And I had had a dream one evening where I was running around a city with Jared and we were we were running from something like there was like a gang chasing us or something like that. And, um, I lost him and I couldn't find him. And I was, I remember very, very scared. And I was on a street corner and this, um, person who I think was part of a gang or something shot me. And, um, it was so interesting, interesting that that happened in a dream. And then what she she was telling me through Jared, was very, very similar. Like the details were very, very similar to the dream I experienced. And so for reference, I do believe this is possible for us to dream about past lives for sure. Like I think a lot of the times the things we are seeing at night when we fall asleep can be either other realities or <laughs> past lives that we have experienced, like little details of them coming coming through. And so um she tells me this, you know, she tells me about one other past life that we had shared together, but mostly just to, I think he was telling her this and she was, he was telling her, telling me through her that um he just wanted to reiterate that we are so connected and that we've had many, many past lives together and in each life we we always find each other and there's been different versions where we've been siblings and we've been best friends and we've been partners in another lifetime where we had 17 children, you know, like crazy things like that. And, um, it was his way of showing me like how connected our souls are. And that was really healing and really beautiful. And so as she's telling me all this and she's continuing to move down down the table and using her hands on me, as I said, hands on healing. Um, And apparently, you know, as she's talking, like giving me the Reiki healing. And um, I don't know that I was, there definitely was a point or two where I could feel, you know, things happening, tingling, or like, when there were moments that I was able to close my eyes and kind of relax and go into somewhat of a meditation. I remember feeling like I was falling or like, Um, kind of like a spinny feeling that happens sometimes when I go too deep into meditation too quickly. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm falling through the earth. But um, so I was definitely feeling, I knew something was happening. I just didn't know what it was exactly. And so when she was done and, you know, we sat up and we we, once again, we just kind of talked and I left there that day feeling like feeling a lot different and I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain what it was that had just happened (laughs) because I know to most people it is way out there. Like what happened in that, in that room that day, I couldn't just walk up to anyone I know at that point in my life and be like, oh my God, guess what I just did? Like it was like, people would have looked at me like I was crazy. Right. And, um, but I remember feeling so good and that's what was matter- mattered to me about the experience is like, wow, I don't know what just happened, but I feel I feel lighter, I feel different. I feel like my heart is open. And um, that evening, I remember going home and I did a meditation, just you know, sitting on my bed listening to meditation music, and I was sitting there talking to Jared. And I felt this, like, huge opening in my heart space, this feeling of, like, my heart's about to burst out of my chest. That's what it felt like. I I can't even explain it, but if you can think about watching a vision of someone where, like, they have a light in their heart space and the light is growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what it felt like. It felt like my heart was, like, exploding out of me with the amount of love that I was feeling from him. And feeling like his warmth around me. And this was the first time this had happened for me in a very long time, because as I said, I was experiencing that anxiety. And it was like, it wasn't allowing me to tune in to any of that beautiful energy that I was feeling before. And um, so from there, after that, after that crazy experience, my anxiety pretty much went away completely. And even to this day, I still, attest my anxiety, mostly anxiety-free life to that Reiki healing session. And um, I just think that the way Reiki works is that it's going to clear you, it's going to balance you, and then you're going to feel great until life happens to you again, right? So it's it's not a permanent solution. You know, this isn't a like your fix forever thing. Just like we have to, like if you have to go to the dentist every single year and get your teeth cleaned or twice a year to get your teeth cleaned, like there's like maintenance that needs to happen, right? Because if we don't and we continue to just move through life, maybe we brush our teeth every day, but we get cavities and, you know, you're not flossing or like whatever it is that's happening, you have to go back to the dentist to get it fixed, right? So I want like energy work and Reiki specifically is kind of like that, like You're going to be good for a while, but you do need to go back, I feel like, or figure out a way to get the same um, healing energy through yourself. So one option like we've talked about before can be getting your Reiki level one, which is where you learn how to perform Reiki on yourself. So you don't necessarily need to go see a practitioner to do it. Um, And I've made lots of recommendations on this podcast. Everyone should check out my um, Reiki master teacher, Stephanie Camille, uh, medium in the middle on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I think I've sent a lot of people to her because I know that so many of my clients and a lot of you, even who listen to this show, have messaged me and were like, oh my God, I just had my Reiki level one with Steph and she's so amazing. Like, thank you for recommending her. I'm like, I know, she's amazing. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to have this discussion, as I said, is because This was coming up in my grief container this week and in my one-on-one sessions where we're using this tool of Reiki to help clear blocks that are keeping us from feeling the connection with our loved ones more deeply. And I know from that experience that I had in that season of my life when I had crippling anxiety and I couldn't feel my loved ones with me, I was miserable. And the Reiki cleared all that away it cleared away the fog and I got better and I was able to continue on with my healing because of this so it's it's just such an amazing tool which is why we're utilizing it and so if you are currently moving through grief, even if you just started your journey or maybe you're 10 years in, you know, and it's been, you've been in this for a while, but you just don't feel that connection like you want to, I want you to consider if maybe you have energetic blocks somewhere. And as I mentioned, there's, I guess there are some telltale signs if you are blocked. And I actually have, um, I have a, it's pretty old so I'll ha- you'd have to scroll back in my Instagram pretty far but maybe I can link it in the show notes I have all of these different posts about the chakras and how to tell if they are balanced or unbalanced um, or if they're blocked and we also talk about this on the connection pod episode so you need to go over there and listen to that one as well but um if you're feeling like oh, I just can't tune in the way that I want to or like I'm so I'm so clouded right? I'm so clouded by this grief. Um, I want you to consider something like Reiki or another modality to help you move some of that energy, get get the grief flowing, right? We need to move that grief around a little bit so we can um, truly, truly feel the energy of our loved ones coming through on top of it. Um, it's just, It's just something that's so beautiful and everyone can do it. Everyone can receive it. Everyone can learn to give it if that's something you feel called to. As I said, taking a course, um, it's just such a beautiful modality that I'm so incredibly happy that I have found. And I'll just go ahead and say I'm not offering like full one-hour Reiki sessions anymore. I have taken that off of my scheduler because I do feel called to other modalities, but I still offer um, a Reiki session with an intuitive reading combo. So it's, you get a little bit of both and that those are really fun. So we do about 40, 40 or 45 minutes of Reiki and then like a 20 minute intuitive reading. Um, and during that time, I certainly, I feel like as I've been doing this work for the last couple of years, I'm able to do an hour's worth of energy healing in that shorter time span. You know, I've gotten a little bit faster and more efficient at it. So, that's how I've made it work that way, and it's really fun for me. So, I highly recommend trying it out, whether it's with me or someone else in your area. If you really want to do an in person session, you can just kind of Google like Reiki practitioners near me and see what shows up. Um, and of course, so many practitioners now are offering sessions over Zoom because the beautiful thing about this modality is that. Reiki is an energy and energy knows no bounds and doesn't matter if you're on the phone, the computer, FaceTime, or you're in person. It all works the same and it's so, so beautiful. So I highly recommend checking that out. And if you don't feel called to that, like find something else that you do. Like as I was saying in last week's episode, like not everything that works for me is going to work for you and not everything that works for you is going to work for your mom or your best friend or your partner. Like we're all different right and so we require different things just like with our doctors you know going back to that reference like i might like a certain doctor and you might not care for them so you'll go find someone else that does work for you or maybe you know i need to see a physical therapist but you need to see a surgeon you know like every every modality has its place and its purpose in people's lives and so i highly recommend if you're curious to try different ones and see what resonates with you what feels good um yeah, so I just felt like it was important to talk about this and tell that story of me trying it for the first time so you can get an idea of what what Reiki can do for you. Um just as a disclaimer, <laughs> when I don't I mentioned this during my story about her talking throughout the session. I don't typically do that. And every practitioner works differently. So you might find someone who does talk throughout the session and they're able to still do the work. Some people might just talk to you a little bit at the beginning and they talk to you afterwards. Some people don't say anything at all. It's pretty like to the point. Um, Everyone is different. I tend to let my clients relax during the session and, you know, I start everyone off with a meditation to help you get into a relaxed state of mind. And then I'm taking notes throughout the session of things that I feel I need to express or tell you. And then when we get together at the end is when we can talk all of that through. So everyone works differently. No way is better than the other. So just, as I said, with every modality and everything else you try, see what works for you, what feels good. You'll, you'll know once you try it. So that was everything I had for this conversation today, but um, let me know if there's any other topics that you really want to learn about, whether with spirituality or you just need me to touch on something specific with your grief journey. Um, I need to go back through some of our older episodes and see what if there's anything I've missed that's really, really significant or important that we really need to discuss Um, but always you can contact me on Instagram, send me a DM or send me an email if you prefer that and let me know what you want to hear and I'll happy to, um, explore that for you. So thank you so, so much for listening to all of these episodes so far. And I've heard from a few of you that you've listened to some of them more than once. And I so, so appreciate that you are enjoying the content and that, you keep showing up in this space and I will keep showing up as long as you guys keep listening. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the grief awakening podcast. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave it a rating and a review and don't forget to hit that plus sign button or the follow button. So you don't miss another episode. As always, any resources mentioned during this episode will be listed in the show notes below. And if you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to do so via email or on Instagram at intuitively underscore Elise. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.